In the background now, we're listening to a little music from Narada release called World View, World Class, World Vision. Some nice kind of music. This music is by Jesse Cook. Well, I am really pleased right now. Devin Sasso has consented to come to the studio in the morning. Usually we hear you at night, Devin. And I'd like to welcome you. Thank you very yeah. much. Have you been on the air other than your usual time slot of Tuesday evening? I have been on the air one time during my dad's show way before I started my show. And he kind of just put me on the spot and was like, here, talking to the mic. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but no, I haven't, actually. Well, I'm glad. Maybe we'll get you back more often with the good things you do for this community. Thank you. That'd be fun. All right. My name's Jane, and the program's called Scrambled Eggs, and Devin is here especially because he has recently returned from the Standing Rock Reservation in North Dakota. Tell us why you went there. Well, uh, it, started with, um, it started with the opportunity, well, I had heard about it about four, maybe five months ago, and I didn't fully understand the concept of what was going on up there. You know, I just saw articles on Facebook that people were posting. But then, uh, maybe about two months ago, some of my favorite artists, Nako Bear and Medicine for the People is one group, and Immortal Technique, both played a free solidarity concert up there at the pipeline to protest uh, the pipeline being built. And that was pretty significant for me because I respect both of those artists and what they do. Um, so the fact that they were there protesting and doing this free concert, they just showed up and like the, they gave like a week notice and went and played. And uh, I really wanted to go to that, but I didn't have the opportunity to. So I um, started making plans to go up there myself. And then my friend Dennison, uh, who unfortunately is not here yet, maybe he can or cannot come, but he was talking very... Um, strongly about the pipeline one night and i was like well we have a week off while moonlight goes to cancun do you want to go and he was like yes so we decided to uh go and um we created we posted on slide a swap so that people around here could donate who knew what was going on and uh decided to take the trip and go for the adventure all right and what did you find when you got there well, it was a much longer drive than we thought, <laughs> and three people crammed in the front of a Dodge Ram was tough. But when we got there, um, I had never been to a reservation before, and I have never seen tribal life except for at powwows, which you know is not an accurate representation of the way they live. And um, so we got on the the. Uh, pipeline protest is happening just north of the reservation. So we got to drive through the entire reservation on our way to the pipeline, and it was just gorgeous country. Um, and they live in, it's almost like they live in the third world. You know, these people are not well off, and they don't live lavishly. They uh, um, they live very simply. And, and um, so we got to the pipeline, and um, we came in, uh, Dennison's brother lives up near there. So he kind of directed us where to go. And we went to overflow camp, which is the second camp when they had too many people at the main camp. And that's where they also distribute all the goods and all the, 
um, a- anybody who donates, they sort it, they decide what to do with it, and then they disperse it to the community that's up there. And we pulled in with a trailer full of donations from people in Salida that were just so gracious. And um, um, we started distributing it. And the first thing I noticed is that everyone was, there was this resolve to them that was, uh, it wasn't sad or it, it wasn't upset. It was just, it was almost happy. It was like a happy resolve. And people were just, glad to be there and doing the right thing and everyone was so thankful you know we're unloading the trailer and like every armful people are like thank you so much and we're like well thank you you know we're just bringing what we can you guys are the ones here doing the work and being here and it was huge the overflow camp was maybe the size of a couple maybe a few football fields and the um main camp was gigantic it was very big and it looks like Denison is about to walk in the door so that would be cool to hear yeah. his opinion but um we uh we dispersed the goods and then they wanted our help with um yep oh here he is mm-hmm. come in come and on sit in, Denison. down Denison yeah, have a seat put on the headphones they've anticipated you <laughs> yeah and Let's hear you say good morning. Good morning. I apologize. I have a cold right now. All right. You'll need to speak directly into the microphone. It doesn't carry a long way. Yep. Got to get close. (laughs) Especially if you have a little laryngitis going. And especially if I turn your microphone on. All right. That would help. There you go. There you are. So I was just talking about us pulling into the camp, basically. That's as far as we got so far. So I gave a little bit of background as to why we went. Would you care to fill in some gaps in the story as to why it matters to you so much? Oh, why it matters to me. Um, Well, by the point that we were collecting all these supplies to bring up to North Dakota, by that time, um, my, one of my really, really close friends, I consider a brother up there. Um, he's already been beaten and arrested twice um and they broke one of his ribs um so that's why it was really close to me um so it was it was definitely um a heartfelt moment to get to see him again after a couple years and bring all those supplies he was definitely happy that we we arrived in such um good hearts and tell us a little more about the pipeline and why the sioux People don't want the pipeline to run through their reservation. It was originally scheduled to go through Bismarck. A, ter- an, a Bismarck in an area occupied more by white people, but then they changed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, from what I understand, the pipeline doesn't necessarily cross over Indian reservation land. It crosses over old Indian reservation land. But the real danger of the pipeline is that they are putting it under the Missouri River, which if it leaks, which they generally typically do leak, it will go into their water system and ruin the water for all the communities around there. The reservation, the towns, all the people's water will be ruined. Yeah, and it's not just there. It's 17 million people downstream. Yeah, it feeds into the Mississippi River and yeah. all, everyone. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, these natives, they're fighting not only for themselves, they're fighting for every American citizen right now for the right to 
clean water and a healthy living. Um, these constitution, these constitutional rights are being infringed upon the freedom of the press, the freedom of religion. Um, and it's quite obvious there's now more than 10 people live feeding on YouTube about this. Um, it's all over Facebook. Um, more and more people are going there and recording this, videotaping this. Um, so there's definitely a lot more eyes on the ground and even legal teams and, um, they have legal consultants out there on the ground, um, witnessing all of these and just absorbing all of this data to later work with against energy transfer partners. I wanted to mention that currently on the KHEN website, <clears throat> we do have a podcast recorded by another volunteer on a Friday night. He talked to the one of the attorneys working with the Sioux people, the water protectors, and that podcast can be listened to on our website. And we're recording this program, and it can also be listened to on our website, khen.org. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Our new technology here at the station. Right. The more people that get involved and know about this and, and um, you know, sign, there's petitions going around, the more people that are just informed about this. Because my when we were driving through to go there, we stopped in Denver to see my mom. And she had only heard about the pipeline she at the time she said about a month ago which was maybe about a month and a half ago now uh when she finally saw it on mainstream television and it's been going on since at least april uh to my knowledge um yeah. and uh just now is it finally getting big enough for people to to take note in mainstream media um Protectors are being beaten. They're being bit by dogs. They're being shot with rubber bullets. They have uh, militarized sound cannons there to disperse the protectors. Um, it's it's like a war zone going on. And we didn't go to the front line. We decided against getting arrested. Yeah, or, but we could totally see it from where yeah. we were at. Um, there was a moment I took some time away from the group. Devin was helping unload the trailer into the into the disbursement area where they were collecting everything. And I hiked up to the top of the hill with my brother where there's this uh, well-known sculpture now, this artist from New Mexico, Santa Fe, I believe, went up there and um, put up a, a redstone sculpture of a man sitting, looking over the camp and watching the construction. Um, and so I took a couple pictures and then... Um, I start to realize that there's two planes flying over, and they're just circling the camps. Um, but I, what I realized is when I was first taking the photos, they weren't near me. And then when I started to take a video, they they came and circled around me, near me, and just pretty much destroyed the settings on my phone, scrambled everything. I just had to turn my phone off. And then, the yeah, that was the end of the day for my phone. Also, when we were driving in, when we came off of the reservation onto the public-slash-private land that's north of there, um, there was this encampment, I guess you could say, of police vehicles. There was, gosh, what, at least 
15 or 20 police vehicles and yeah and a it was just their base camp right and a giant like i don't even know how to describe it it looked like the size of a winnebago <clears throat> about and it had this giant 100 foot antenna sticking out of the yes, top command center yeah and it was like conducting the activities and didn't your phone kind of go haywire when we passed that too and it did I don't know. Something. I, didn't, I didn't really play with my phone because I didn't. Yeah, it was, you know, I, was, I just wanted to document what I was there because I I heard stories that they were scrambling and jamming phones and stuff. And yeah. Did you have a different recorder than your phone? I, you know, I should have, and um, so that's definitely going to happen in the future. Once your cell phone got scrambled, then you couldn't take any more video. No. Oh gosh. I got, I, but I mean, I was I was with a group of people the whole time. Yeah, I got a, some pictures on my GoPro, but in the in the actual camp, they didn't want us taking pictures really, um, and that's because they consider the camps to be prayer sites, and they don't want uh, people treating it like a tourist attraction. You know, like during their rituals, taking photos and clicking away. Yeah, that that, and there's also been known. Um, that Dapple sends people into those camps and, and you know, they look like regular people. Um, and then they take photos of what's going on in the camp. Like if they took photos of where we were at in the camp, Dapple would know s- specific things about what's going on in there. And that's what they're trying to, to stop from happening. And Dapple stands for the Dakota Dak- access pipeline. Yeah. And that's the name of the <clears throat> company that's, Putting the pipe. Uh, no, they're a shell company to the energy transfer partners down in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Learn something new every day. <laughs> and what's the guy's name? Kelsey. Kelsey Warren. He actually just came out with a interview, I don't know, within this last week on MSNBC. And it pretty much looks like it's, you know, scripted and only ask me what I want you to ask. And no matter what you ask me, even if I, that's what I want you ask me, I'm still going to avoid the answer. Hmm. Hmm. And, he, and, he, and he said that he's never even met Trump. And yet Trump and him have, like, invested over $100,000 into Trump campaign and vice versa back into energy transfer partners. Oh, a nice little sweet exchange of presents there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Devin, you had some things that you wrote while you were there. Did you want to share them with us? Sure. I. It was a rough poem. I haven't gotten to go through back and um, redo it yet. But uh, I took notes about everything that we were there and just tried to keep as accurate documentation as I could so I could remember uh, everything that went on. But um, so... The cheer in their eyes, the silent resolve, the determination. We pull into the camp. As we drive up, we start dispersing the goods. The food station was first. And of course, the food is under everything else. People are excited. They love what we brought. The wood and clothes get dropped off elsewhere. Adam, Heather, Hillary, Cynthia. The resolve is something I must revisit. The emotion I feel, the rage, the helplessness, the gratitude, the love, and the power of knowing I have the power to do something, but not alone. A spark starts a forest fire singularly, but not alone. I wander through this life lonely sometimes, but not alone. 
It was incredible to see people embracing and living in unity. The feds fly by overhead, messing up cellular signals, stealing information, preparing barricades, army national guards <coughs> prepping to invade Iran. Oops, I mean North Dakota. The oil is almost to the water. Tar. It's what birds crave. And fish, too. The air in the overflow camp is charged. Surreal. The hard, loving look reverberates like a musical tune through the people, <coughs> touching the soul like sound, resonating frequency, talking to the natives. Makes me want to go Super Saiyan. The evils of this world are so complete, horrendous, terrible, and thankfully rippable. I feel it in my genes. Want to learn more about my culture. My heart partly will never leave Mobridge or Standing Rock. That's beautiful. What dates were you there at Standing Rock? Mm, 7th through the 11th. 7th, November 7th through the 11th yep. of this year. Yep. Yeah. Well, great. And do you want to talk about there's another group that's going to the Standing Rock Reservation and the Water Protectors access site to the Dakota Access Pipeline, the new group. There's a couple yeah. going Oh, up. really? Yeah. And they're taking donations. Maybe we can talk who's going and <clears throat> what kinds of things they need to have donated to make their trip a success. So I don't remember the name of the second group going, but I know that uh, Nick Purchase and Josh Wagner are also heading up. They mm -hmm. are going sometime in the next... I think Thanksgiving, and if they are, I'm probably going to head up with them. Nice. And um, and I don't remember who the second group is, but they're also going. And as far as I know, Free the Monkey is still collecting donations, both the location, uh, all three locations, the one in BV and both locations in Salida um, on F Street. And from what I could tell at the camp, uh, they had plenty of clothes. Oh, yeah. Tons of clothes. Like <laughs> They even said, hey, we're going to have to send a lot of these clothes to the local Goodwill or something because we have too many clothes. Okay, um, no more clothes. Yeah. One of the things that I think, <clears throat> one of the things that I think, you know, they do need daily essentials and stuff like that. Um, but also, watch, and, and when you're watching these videos about the, the front lines, look at what they're wearing, you know, um, we have tons of ski goggles in this valley, tons of ski goggles that nobody's using. And those people up there are getting pepper sprayed in the face oh. by cops. I, I feel those and either earmuffs or earplugs, since they're using sound cannons on people, um, those are two um, great uh, defensive assets. And even... even um, like bandanas or a winter face cloth because i mean if pepper spray pepper pepper spray gets in your mouth you know it's it's known to make you throw up and everything so yeah mirrors too <clears throat> we didn't get the chance to take any mirrors but oh yeah let those cops know who they're looking at themselves yeah, yeah it's uh, a powerful protest yeah. tool are they still looking for sleeping bags and tarps yep. yeah the last time i looked on um, the Ochetti Facebook page, they're still looking for, um, sorry, and, sleeping bags. <laughs> and tents and bedrolls. 
firewood for, yeah. probably is oh yeah well. that's I'm, on the yeah list. but this is definitely not like a summer tent situation this is a four season tent situation <laughs> yeah. and for a complete supply list for the next group that's going up to standing rock you can visit sacred stone camp that's all one word sacred stone camp dot org slash supply list definitely i'd say that's the best uh website to go to or the red warrior camps facebook page Okay. Is that just Red Warrior Camp? Um, that's the, the second camp. The one that they just announced in the paper. Ah. That's the, the camp we went to. Right. And then the Red Warrior Camp was uh, the third. It's a smaller camp. Those are the front line That's people. the front line. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Support the water protectors. for And water, not just for people in North Dakota, but a big concern about this pipeline running under the Missouri River and then feeding everybody downstream from there all the way to New Orleans. Yeah, it's a big issue. And um, I'm glad that the natives are taking a stand. Uh, it's necessary to let businesses know that there are lines that they cannot cross to do business. And um, I think it's a really powerful message that the natives are standing there. You know, it, it's their land originally, and they're they're fighting to protect it still, which is amazing. Yeah, definitely. And, and as a boater myself, you know, I love and I play and, and I work in the water. And um, I just ask that a lot more boaters in this valley take a look at this because this is water that they're defending. You know, this is this runs through through rivers and streams of this country, um, and and boaters. We have to be. We have to acknowledge that. You know, this water is life. This gives us work. This gives us fun. This this supports our economy, even though it doesn't. Just this river doesn't touch our economy in any specific way. It's a foundation of life, and it gives people everywhere a reason to live and it provides people with life we can't live without water no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of important not for more than a few days yeah mm -mm. yeah our guests this morning are devon sasso you can listen to get devon on tuesday nights <clears throat> from eight to ten is it yeah mm -hmm. yep. what kind of program do you do so my program is called um warning music with a message and I play any type of music, uh, any genre, any style, uh, as long as it's not misogynistic, as long as it's not degrading to other people, um, and as long as it's not combative or promoting drug and alcohol use in kids. Um, so, and no bad words. And either. no bad words. <laughs> uh, I focus mainly on conscious hip-hop because I believe that too often rap has a bad rap because of what's played on mainstream radio. Um, and I believe that hip hop is the language of a culture that is so often um, done wrong or maybe not done wrong, but uh, done inappropriately. And uh, hip hop can be used as a great tool of communication to information. Yeah. To share a story of people that, don't always get to tell their stories and this is the way that they speak and the way they it's like the songs of their tribe so to speak and um and yet we have so much mainstream coming in and 
I don't want to say messing it all up because an artist should be able to create whatever they want. However, I believe that um, they should do it under the banner of something other than hip hop. They could call it a different style of music and leave hip hop for uh, the language of the people that are so often forgotten. Yeah, on that note, um, the last couple of days I've actually been building a, a YouTube playlist of Dapple music. Hmm. Cool. D A P L. Yeah. Music. Dapple music. Well, you should come. Interesting. How do we find out what that is, that your playlist is? Um, I think it's a public playlist, and I think it's just called hashtag no dapple music. Cool. What if we don't have Facebook? No, no, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's a YouTube okay. playlist. Mm-hmm. So just access it through. I Probably believe... if you Google at Dapple on I'm Facebook. I'm not sure, but I mean, you can I, I was going to give it to Devin anyways. Yeah, come yeah. play it on my show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And maybe we can even have access to it on Big Bird for sure. other people to play. Totally. That mm-hmm. would be great. I can set that up. Yeah, great. Talk to Bob about the right way to do that. <laughs> okay. All right, and Dennison, what's your last name? Thank you so much for coming in. Weedman, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. What's your last name? Weedman. Weedman, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about going back up to the res. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> good experience. And Devin, did you say that you got to stay on the res with Dennison's brother? We uh, stayed just off of the res. Um, his brother has a house on the res and an apartment off of the res. And we stayed in the apartment off of the res. But uh, one of the days that we were up there, we got to go around and tour all the sacred sites that they have there. And uh, and the neighborhoods. I believe this was the first time Devin's seen a res. Yep, ever. So. It was incredibly powerful. And uh, <laughs> it was really cool to be a part of that. And um, I encourage everyone to do it and see. Okay. And any special way to get a hold of you? For your next trip, donations accepted at Free the Monkey. And yep. also, Hubbub Brewing is doing a big hubbub, I think, on oh, Saturday really? and taking donations there. Uh, I think that's in today's Mountain Mail. I don't have it in front of me. But donations <coughs> can be dropped off by Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, perhaps. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about to right. To take up there. To Standing Rock. Thanks again for joining us. Can Thanks we again go for ahead and us. play your song, oh, Devin? Yeah, I found a Lakota song to play, and um, yep, there we go.
In the background, music from the Sioux Indian Nation. Thank you again to Denison Weedman, Devin Sasso for coming in. This is K H E N L P.